0: your mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren. Weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like scrammies topped with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheila and Zach making it cooler than three penguins. Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch. Get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds f- with f- Friends. The early bird gets the worm. But prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds f- with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with steps and Things flapping their wings, on.
1: The time, they can be like bathing suits. What they, you know, what they, <laughs> finish it up. Sometimes you got take what, them they, off. what the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal was vital, right? So,
2: <laughs> this episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code The Pod. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends. I'm Bo Wolf, and I'm joined tonight by Sheila Kapadia, Zach Berman, and Marissa Morris. We will look back at the Eagles-Chargers game in the squad 22 and uh, maybe dip our beaks into a crest pass. Uh, but I do have to start tonight with some bittersweet news. Uh, some of you may have seen that the New York Jets made a move this afternoon to add Elijah oh, Riley to their active roster from the Eagles practice squad. It's uh, it's no secret that I have uh, touted Elijah Riley since last summer. And obviously, uh, you know, I plan to have some fun with that series of events on tonight's show. But um, just a little bit ago, my agent Uh, flew Rosella House, informed me uh, of a clause in my contract, of which I was heretofore unaware. Um, And in claiming Elijah Riley, Joe Douglas also acquired my rights. All right!
3: right.
2: And so... um, after four plus years here on Burns with Friends, it is with profound sadness, but also immense gratitude, that um, that I say this this will be my last show. So, uh, oh, you're, of,
3: you're you're still doing this show
2: as of tomorrow? Um, I will be the new host of the can't ooh, can't uh, <laughs> I can't I can't, I can't say it yet, but um at least I'll I'll still get to work with Marissa. Um, <laughs> I can't so, wait to talk on her. Let's um let's have some fun tonight for old time's sake and, and she'll um I know this is a, a dream come true for you. So so how are you? Yeah,
3: I mean if you don't want to do this show, I mean I if you need to start prepping for that one, I, I think Zach and I can certainly handle it. Uh, I wasn't sure, you know, coming off the uh, really, I mean, the post-game pod, a bunch of nonsense, uh, low energy, takes 40 minutes to get to Devontae Smith. I didn't think we'd start this pod on the same note, but we did with the, um, you know, Elijah Riley bit there. So I don't know. I'm just ready to start firing off takes here and to keep the sickos who are in the comments, try to give them a reason to continue watching. Zebra, how are you? Sheil, can
1: you specify low energy from, from Sunday's pod?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I would imagine it's hard to get in a rhythm when someone's just yelling <laughs> JH names at you for the whole time. So um, I don't think it's a. I know I thought the game had juice. I thought it was a very interesting, entertaining game. Maybe the most entertaining game of the season. Uh, a lot of takeaways. But uh, the listen, the post game pop, not not all of them are going to be uh, high energy up to the standard. And, uh, you know, you you can look in the mirror. Both said it at the end of the. Pod, you know, she's gonna kill us for this one, so I wanted to make sure uh, I came through with that.
1: Yeah, Zebra, I thought your energy was fine. Thank you. I yeah. I was, uh, I was a bit miffed during the pod <laughs> when, when both. yeah, when it was when late. When we're we're tired. Talking, my,
3: All right, let energy. me Pretty make a-
1: excited for this pod, looking forward to it.
3: All right, I'm gonna make a case here. Has they, have we been too hard on this Eagles offense when you look at how they've rebounded the last two games? You know, I was doing a piece for uh, The Athletic today. You can read that, of course, theathletic.com slash friends. Just projecting all the offenses going forward for the rest of the season. And I was stunned by the numbers with this Eagles offense. They were far better than I thought they would have been. Where would you guess they rank in uh, EPA per drive? Which for the, for those who don't know, which, you know, it's a performance metric. None of them are perfect, but it's better than you know yards per game or points per game.
2: The last you know two the weeks?
3: Answer, no, no, the season. Oh. See, see, because here's where you know I, I think we don't want to get into like the habit of well, all right, the last four games, last three, because I mean you can do that. I don't know. This the the yeah. analytics folk generally say? take the whole big sample because it gives you the best indication of what's real. 15th. 14th. 11th. 11th in EPA per drive, 13th in DVOA, 18th in success rate, Jalen Hurts is 19th in DVOA, 19th in EPA per play. I mean, I look at the talent. Listen, the eye test has not been kind for the most part, and we can get into some of the tweaks that they've made, but the eye test has not been kind. Uh, you know, watching this team week in and week out, we, I think, crushed them quite a bit. M- myself, uh, you know, leading the Chargers, certainly included in that. But uh, if you look at some of those numbers, like before the season, if you would have told me, hey, uh, nine weeks in, they'll be 11th in EPA per drive and Jalen Hurts will be 19th uh, in in these quarterback metrics. I would have been like, Oh, you know, they're wow. The coaching staff is probably doing a pretty good job. Like those numbers don't scream to me that they're underperforming their talent on that side of the ball.
2: So I think in the whole one thing that I would uh, bounce back is, is like there has been a lot of garbage time production in some of those losses. uh, Yeah. You get, uh, sorry, so,
3: uh, someone asked about this, so I'll just okay. address it now. Uh, you can actually look on Ben Baldwin's site. You can make it so that each team has a win probability of at least 20%, and it takes away the garbage time snaps. There's still 14 okay. in EPA per play. So you're right, they are worse, but um, they're still you know, mediocre or
2: slightly above average. Sure. I think that in, in this last game, we were probably uh, – we didn't give them enough credit. I mean, I, and I think we said like, you know, in the postgame pod that that, that game was on the defense, like Jalen Hurts missed two throws, but um, the defense was was really at fault. I mean, they they were very good in that game. Um, like, you know, he he has to make that throw in, in the in the end zone, but like the Chargers were doing anything they wanted to and the Eagles kept pace.
3: Uh, and another question here from Tracer Bullet asking, how much is that due to the Lions and Falcons game? So, another exercise I did is I, I just got a list of every game that's been played this season and just ranked them. You know, you can just what sort of preparation
2: that you've been doing. No, this was
3: for the column I wrote, okay. not okay. for the show. Yeah, no, crazy. Uh, and just ranked them in terms of EPA per drive. So, there's been how many games have there been? 200 and some. Game so far this okay. season, whatever, 200 and some offensive performances. Basically, it's a way to look at how many great games have you had, which I you know, said 75th percentile or above. How many terrible games have you had 25th percentile or below and how many above average games have you had? So if you just take every offensive performance so far this season, uh, how many of the Eagles offensive performances do you think qualify as at least above average in the top half of all those games?
2: Because you're asking, I will I will push it one higher and say six.
3: Seven. Seven? ZB. Oh. All right, you should put some turkeys on that bad boy.
2: Yeah, it surprised Zach seems, me. Zach seems upset about the, about yeah, the Zach, conversation. yeah. Zach, do you not like what's happening
3: in. right now? Did you want to you want to get some stone cold newsman out there? No, no, no. I'm no. I'm. yeah. He does mad. look a little. You perturbed. seem like you're
2: stewing about something. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I mean stewed. to hurt
3: anyone's feelings. In the beginning, I know mm-hmm. Bo's used to it. I didn't, you know. No, I'm, I'm
2: not stewing. I'm listening intently. Okay. All right. I'm
3: trying to see
1: if I can apply any of this to my coverage. I mean, I, I...
2: that's what he's stewing about. He's like, why didn't I think of this?
0: Is the, well, like, no, I, I, mean, I mean, this is – He's, he's, I mean, he's I don't mad that the, team... the
2: national reporter comes in and, and swoops <laughs> in and starts t- taking taking no, knowledge I, of the beat.
1: I don't think a team that scores 24 points is like – Zach, we talked it, about it, this. It, it, you can't just go by points in that game. There are seven Possessions. I recognize that they punted the ball in fourth and five on the opening possession. Okay. Okay. All right. Like they, they weren't. Yeah. I I don't look at that offense. Like, Oh man, they were, they were really outstanding. They were good, but yeah, I think context is important. I don't
3: think anyone would say they're outstanding. I've been treating them like they've been garbanzo beans. Like they've been, you know, a bottom uh, let's say quartile offense for most of the season, and I think they're, you know, uh, what were reasonable expectations coming into the season right. for this offense? Mediocrity was like the, you know, what twelfth was like the ceiling for this. Well, group? I mean, I think I, I think, think we had that conversation. The, I think going. Part
2: of the, the disparity between what we think about them and how they've performed is it like is uh, aesthetic and the way they've looked because a lot of the times they're they're succeeding almost in spite of themselves. Uh, like, you know, Jalen Hurts scrambling for a first down when he's yes. building in the pocket early is like, OK, like, what are we what are we really doing here? What are we really accomplishing? But like those plays count, too. Um, and just because Jalen Hurts is not necessarily the quarterback that uh, the offense is designed for doesn't mean that they haven't been OK. Uh, and they have changed. I mean, like wildly changed that's the, a big thing uh, i mean
3: really we we were talking well, about you it. know
2: what's funny is 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 sirianni's uh, a wise man avoids all extremes through the first seven <laughs> weeks <laughs> yeah, they were gone. the most extreme pass heavy team and the last two weeks they've been the most <laughs> yeah. extreme run yeah. heavy team like he has only done the two extremes so he should
3: just and come up like with so- a new phrase <laughs> a wise man embraces all extremes a wise or, man embraces yeah.
2: both extremes baby yeah
1: wait so i'm I, I just want to circle back to the previous conversation here, okay? Because
2: Elijah, it's not actually no, my last show.
1: No, no, no. The hmm. the how this 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 lights out offense, the greatest Could show on turf, the greatest no. show on 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 turf. They no score no, no, that. no. I'm saying I said they scored 24 <laughs> points, and Bo says, "Well, they only had seven possessions. The Chargers only had seven possessions, and they scored 27 points." And you're like, yeah. "This defense is the reason the Eagles lost." The, I mean, the Eagles had yeah, three and out.
2: two possessions. They didn't score. They, they, they turned it over on downs at the two and the
1: 27. Okay. The only two possessions that, or so, so the three and that's possessions, the three possessions that. that the Eagles didn't score, they went three and out three and out and they punted on a fourth and five. And like all of a sudden we're crowning this offense. I don't well, I'm think not they. Them, well, no, but the but, Chargers
2: are supposed to have a good offense. My Eagles point is are this: not necessarily... you were saying,
1: your suggestion was like we all know that the defense was the problem in that game, not the offense. What did the, uh, the offense? And, and you said they had seven drives. Okay, both teams scored the same amount of touchdowns on the same amount of drives. All right, um, the Chargers didn't go three and out. The Eagles went three and out. Right, the Eagles went three and out twice. Uh, so I just don't think at, that 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 you can point to this the the defense as like they were horrible in this game and the offense was good when the offense scored 24 points and went three and out twice. Well, I okay?
3: disagree. I would say that's exactly how I, I would frame it is that the defense, this defense stinks. This I don't, <laughs> I don't want to watch this defense. I don't want to watch it. I game. don't want to watch him on
1: film. I mean, this, you know, I just think there's so much confirmation bias in, in like in, the argument about this defense, right? But I uh, because I I believe and I I just think that you go into it with an idea of how defenses are supposed to play, and so basically you use the result to confirm what you want to think, and perhaps it's the same thing with. So uh, I I just don't I see it's how a twenty-seven twenty-four game, a twenty-seven twenty-four game where the Chargers score three touchdowns. And it's like the defense was was getting picked apart. Come on, that's almost
3: three touchdowns. They easily could have scored a fourth. They were not trying to score a touchdown on their last possession. They were trying to milk the clock. If they needed to score a touchdown, I mean – and like, I mean, okay, I'll give the Eagles' defense credit for a fourth and goal stop, but that's not like a. I mean, they drove ninety-eight yards. Like, I, I mean, all right, I'll okay. Give I mean, they, yeah. So, so it's like that's like a coin. It's like a coin flip away to me from them scoring uh, in the uh, forty points. I mean, that deep, they did nothing defensively. So then, wait, so then I'll, I'll give the I offense- mean, it's hard in in the in the year twenty twenty one to have a game where you have no takeaways, no sacks. Your defensive line has zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, zero tackles for loss. You don't force a single punt. The opponent drives to at least your 27-yard line on every single possession. I mean, that's why the Eagles offense only has, like if Sirianni wanted to do his John Clark interview this week and say, we didn't get that many possessions, I would actually say, yeah, he's actually right about that because if they could have gotten them the ball back a couple times, maybe they would have scored. They were actually moving the ball uh, pretty effectively. So I'm, I am in my own head. Now you you guys will, you know, can disagree. I think Zach does disagree. I'm seeing a widening gap between what I see on either side of the ball. I'm seeing an offense that has started nine different offensive linemen and is down at starting two guards and really doesn't have a lot of talent. I mean, uh, we'll get to some Jalen Rager numbers later. My gosh, I need to delete every, every take I had uh, on that pick. But I'm looking at it and saying they're mediocre. Uh, they probably should be mediocre. And then I'm looking at a defense that, other than Brandon Graham, has been completely healthy. And it really is. You know, I, I do feel like it's if I were to read read up on all of Smart Football's old blog posts and try to implement some of the ideas I like the most, that's what my defense would look like. I mean, they're down to 24th in DVOA. They're 22nd in EPA per drive. They're 30th in success rate. Uh, nothing they do is aggressive or fun or creative, and uh, I think they have more – like if Jim Schwartz was the coordinator of this defense, there's no way they would this be this bad. I mean, I am convinced they would be at a minimum 14th or 15th in the NFL right now. So that's why I feel that way. It's a matter of performing to the talent on either side of the ball.
2: So the one thing you said that I that I disagree with is that is that the gap is widening Uh, Because I don't think that the defense is going to get worse as the season goes on. Because what I think this defense is, is is like the, and I said this to Zach earlier today, it's like the perfect reflection of whether or not the quarterback on the other side is good or not. If you look at their performances, like the five good quarterbacks they've faced have all destroyed them. And the three bad quarterbacks they've faced have all looked bad. And then there's Matt Ryan the week one. So you can debate whether that was because they hadn't seen the scheme yet or because Matt Ryan is, is just not that good. But they don't play any good quarterbacks the rest of the way. And now, you know, maybe you think Teddy Bridgewater's going to eat him up because he likes to throw short. Uh, maybe you think Trevor Simeon. I don't know. But, like, I, I think the defense is, has a chance to look okay down the stretch here these last seven games because they don't play anybody. And that's, like, what they're built to do. I mean,
3: Darnold and Goff are arguably like two of the four worst starters in the NFL. And okay. So, well, what
2: about Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones?
3: Uh, yeah,
2: I would say I would say Jones, and Taylor is, Heineke, like that's who they're that's who they're playing.
3: Yeah, I, I would say those guys are and Trevor uh, Simeon, like a that's
1: better. it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. ZB, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, disagree? The Eagles scored... No, I look, I I, I don't want to sit here like defending. The defense. I'm not doing that. I I just stand by my point about confirmation bias here, and also the offense. But I think what's that? Right, wait, wait. Went, so wait, so the Chargers, the Eagles scored scored the fewest points against the Chargers in the past four games, right? And you keep saying that. Well, well, they didn't have a lot. Like they still went three and out twice, right? They That's they not they still twice for a whole game. That's not like no. Terrible. You said they only had seven drives. Okay, three of those drives. They punted, right? On three of those drives, they punted, and so they ended them with a kick. <laughs> so, so it's so now the, the 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 point about the offense is is just because they're more efficient running the ball. I mean, this offense needs to be better. That's that's the reality. It can't get, be. I, There's no I formula. What, you're what is the formula you're, for the offense to be better? You're, got nothing. Pumped, that, you're pumped that they're 14th. In EPA here. And here. I'm saying Don't that, that they've scored they've scored over twenty two points three times this season. Once was Sunday when they had twenty four points, then the other times was 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 week one and against Atlanta. I think this defense is like, oh, I'm sorry, I think this offense is right where we are evaluating them to be, right? Um they're fine. They can be better. They can be worse, I suppose. But I don't think that I. I just think there's confirmation bias when you say, "Well, the problem with this team is the way they play defense, not the way they play offense, um, because they're not scoring enough points." It's that simple. Well, I, no, I the confirmation bias doesn't
2: doesn't play with me because what Shield was saying is like the offense is better than we've been giving it credit for. Like,
3: no, it, I'm saying it, the
1: confirmation bias with the defense.
3: Yeah, but the defense does stink. If the defense played this way and performed, I wouldn't be crushing them, but they're playing this way and they suck. Now they did change things this week. That's true. So we should, you know, we can give Jonathan Gannon some credit. This is easily Uh,
2: the most. Football, we've ever talked at the top of a show.
3: Well, i uh, listen, I had again, I had to make up for the JH or wh- I don't even know what was going on during you know first time. I thought about fast forwarding through some sections. I listen to every you know contrary. I listen to every minute of every post game pod. Marissa is so offended by, uh,
4: <laughs> by that comment. I can't believe you'd uh, fast forward <laughs> through all of that. By the yeah. way, let's. I, I, said uh, I let's, thought
2: about it. I would take one second here uh, be- just to pause and. <laughs> Give it up, give it up for the new addition to the podcast, Marissa's new microphone. <laughs>
4: yes, yeah. I finally have a
3: microphone. <laughs> how, I how, does understand, it how did you not have a microphone this whole time? I have no idea, but uh, I really me, like it. I have to work too.
4: on my like, set up here. Like, I got cords yeah. everywhere and it's kind of driving me crazy, but uh, I like that it doesn't rub on my sweaters anymore so I can wear sweaters that have a cute little neck thing to them. And not we need to fill out headphones. some
3: anonymous feedback forms. <laughs> How did it take our producer three years to get a freaking microphone? This is yeah. unacceptable for so, the company. Very
4: all right, what excited. Saying,
2: uh, the
3: the defense played uh, highest highest percentage of man coverage it's played all season. Yep.
2: Uh, and highest, the highest percentage of single high man in the league this week, according okay. to Frank Duffy.
3: Highest blitz percentage, as you guys talked about in the post game pod. I mean, they've gone without a sack three times in the last four games. This, see, this goes to what you wrote, Zach, and what you've said. You know, they've invested in the defensive line. They're telling us we feel like our defensive line is going to be good. We all thought their defensive line was going to be good in August, and they go without a sack three times in the last four games. And, I mean, this week was against two backups on the right side of
1: the defensive line. Oh, I agree. So I'm, not that's defending, why... I'm not defending the, the, the defensive line or the defense. I'm just defending the idea that, like the the major problem with this team is the defense, and the and the offense is actually good. That's that's what I was pushing back on.
2: I think yeah. the I I think the the framing. I mean, the offense has been better than the defense has by like league wide rankings. But I think the framing is probably that the offense is probably outperforming its talent level. I mean, to be an above yeah, average that, offense with a, too well, far. to be an above average offense with a below average quarterback is like. It's not, I mean, we're not yeah, throwing a parade, true. but it's, it's, it's something. Whereas the defense is underperforming its talent level. I mean, may, may, isn't it just as simple as that?
3: You know what I was thinking was that for the next, you know, 100, 200, 500 years, whenever an Eagles team loses and uh, fans are going to say they should have run the damn ball more they're going to be able to reference the 2021 season yeah. i mean this, this is the this is the time where everybody was calling for it the fans wanted it media whatever they started doing it and the defense did start play, the offense started playing better uh, so i'm not yeah i don't want to overstate the offense's case i think i think they've reached mediocrity and i wasn't sure if they would reach mediocrity this season, I think the formula that they've settled on is probably the best one for the talent that they have, and that's for the quarterback game. they have. I'd say, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the quarterback they have. Run game, uh, play action, some RPOs, and Hertz scrambles. I mean, I I looked up. Hertz had four first, four third down conversions on scrambles, most of any quarterback in a game this season, tied for most of any quarterback in a game over the last five seasons. So it's like, you know, they're just kind of, all right, we'll call it pass play. But, you know, go ahead and, and see if you can ma- make something happen with your legs. So it's not necessarily sustainable. Obviously, when they play better defenses, I think we'll, I'll be right back on here talking about how they stink. That's fine. But I don't know. I just don't see another formula for how the offense can play a lot better. Like, I think this is the way they have to play, like, like Zach said, with this quarterback. And so at least they've settled on doing that and giving themselves a chance rather than what they were doing through the first, whatever, five, six weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, I I just think it's important to make that distinction between with the offense they have and with the quarterback they have. And the reason why I think it's important to make that distinction, and I, I thought Bo did a good job writing about this in the day after. I think Devontae Smith is as close to a number one receiver as they've had in some time. Like, I, I think Devonte's really good. And I I think Dallas Goddard is a really good tight end, right? One of the best tight ends in the league. Uh if you are trying to have a good passing game, like that's a good place to start. Devontae Smith and I think Dallas Quez Goddard, is good, yeah, and yeah, and and Quez Watkins. Think, like, like 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 when he's on the field, you need the force defenses to to have that to have that safety watching him. So so my 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 point there is with a different quarterback, I think this passing game could look a lot different. The reason they're playing this way and the reason they're. A, they that this is the best formula for them is because this is the best way to win with Jalen Hurts and that's fine right because i i do think Jalen Hurts has qualities that you can win with um but i don't think it's 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 like exclusive to the other 10 guys i think it's 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 essentially they're acknowledging who their quarterback is and they're building an offense to work with that quarterback
2: i think that's totally fair and the offensive line to your point is very good um so like yeah, if there was, you know, if they had, as as you said, if they had Justin Herbert on the other, uh, as their quarterback, they would be an elite offense, I would imagine. Break time? Break time. I'm not so sure I agree with you on the day after, but we we can talk about that another time. All right, let's, uh, let's hear from our sponsors and we'll come back and uh, maybe hit it over to the Stone Cold Newsman.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone?
2: The Philadelphia Eagles prepare to head to Denver this weekend to play the five and four Broncos. The coordinators spoke today a busy day transaction wise. We send it over now to the NovaCare complex to talk to the stone cold newsman, Zach Berman.
1: The Philadelphia Eagles waived cornerback Mac McCain from the active roster. They signed cornerback, Craig James to the practice squad, as was discussed at the top of the show. The Jets signed Elijah Riley off the Eagles practice squad. Uh, That's the major news. The Eagles had their practice squad protections. Uh, Jordan Howard, not among them. Jordan Howard cannot be protected, I believe, anymore. He's been promoted twice. And if the Eagles were to promote him again, he would then have to go through waivers. Uh, This is important to note because with that extra roster spot, the Eagles could very well um, signed Jordan Howard to the 53-man roster. He clearly has a role on this team, and we'll see what happens in these next few days. Another thing to watch is uh, when the Eagles return to practice tomorrow, do they start uh, Brandon Brooks' his, his practice window? He's been on injured reserve, and he's been on injured reserve since week two. Nick Sirianni didn't have a definitive timeline on it, but he did acknowledge that uh, – we we might know more on Wednesday, so we'll see what happens there. The coordinators spoke today. There's there were no major new there, there was no major news from the coordinators. Things we can intersperse into, into discussion, but uh, that's the major news of the week. We will find out more tomorrow, also about Darius Slay and Avante Maddox's status.
2: Thanks, Zach. Bang up job. You got it, uh, Sheila. Your Thoughts on the uh, earth shattering move by Joe Douglas, a man who knows talent when he sees it?
3: I was just thinking about Brandon Brooks there, and uh, he would come back. I guess, you know, I thought Jack Driscoll played poorly in this game. I thought he was their worst offensive lineman by far. So I imagine Brandon Brooks would slide right in there, but it feels like we're probably not uh, at that point quite yet it doesn't sound
2: like he's like he's gonna play this week that's that would be a surprise yeah Yeah.
3: to what Zach was saying before uh yeah one of my notes that I just wrote and this isn't a you know a great note or anything but like there should be no game where Devontae Smith doesn't lead the team in targets. Like if you can't find ways to manufacture touches to him, scheme things up. I mean, it's not like he's going to get double teamed, I don't think, uh, every week. Like, he should be the guy uh, getting the majority. And, and Dallas Goddard should be second. And, like, well, yeah, everybody I was else gonna should say, take go, a big I'll go even seat. further
2: and say there should be no game in which Jalen Rager is in the top three of targets.
3: Well, Jalen Rager, uh, there are 62 wide receivers who have run at least 200 routes this season. Where do you think Rager ranks in terms of yards per route run?
2: Sixty-two, Zach. Is that was no? Was that the number? Sixty-two. Yeah. Okay, I will guess sixty-two.
1: I guess I would go sixty-one just to be. <laughs> Zach's just to pushing field. you.
3: Sixtieth. Yeah. Oh man, two for two. Well, no, I mean, but but that's yeah, that's not good. I mean, uh, yeah. Who I, I don't the two mean worse? That, uh, Robbie Anderson.
2: Really? Man, well, he's been bad yeah. This
3: year. Who, who's well? He's ready to strangle his quarterback. Yeah. And who was the sixty-second shoot? I forget. I can okay. look it up. I forget who the ah oh, I had it. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Jalen Raker probably. I mean, if you're playing with these 13 personnel groupings, and uh, I don't. I think his how many snaps did he? What was like the snap? snap? Quez count actually with, played
2: the most snaps this week uh, oh, because okay. he was the receiver in those 13 personnel sets, and they played so many of them. Um, but I mean, it it should just be Quez Devontae moving forward and Rager spr- sprinkled in occasionally.
1: Why well, have okay. Devonte on the field when Jack Stoll can play? Right. Okay. I know. It's so. a, like, you look at
3: some of these, and you're like, Jack Stoll. It's Jackson. crazy. Jackson. That's I mean, crazy. I get it. It's, it's, What's crazy. What was really crazy is they
2: never they took a shot. Like they, they, they never, I thought they were the whole time building it up, building it up for like, okay, here's the one where it's play action and Quez goes deep and they take a shot and they never did it. They had like, Fifteen plays and thirteen personnel.
3: That's it's this this week in Denver, you know, Vic Fangio's watching that film, all of a sudden, bam. You hit him with the thirteen personnel play
1: action shot to Quiz Watkins. Well, do you think Vic Fangio is sending the film to Canton or? <laughs> <laughs> like you think, no, like, at first I
3: thought you were taking a shot at Vic Fangio no, I no, understood. No. yeah now I understand <laughs> yeah. oh you're
2: taking Not a shot at us, at us, us. yeah and for uh, like okay. you
1: guys yeah. were so overwhelmed by by this offensive performance right yeah, they only had, his, I mean he's like, pulling
2: an anti crabon and uh, <laughs> pissing down his leg
1: no they only had I mean they only had seven drives right so it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> right you score you score three touchdowns on seven drives that's good. That's yeah, really good. The tri- yeah, yeah, the tri- almost the tri- half your drives.
3: Yeah, All just right. like the Chargers did, right? So, uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yes. Just like the Chargers did against a terrible defense. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, 11 completions, 10 runs for 62 yards. I don't know why I'm saying that. It was just one of my notes. It's not really enlightening. You guys already know those numbers. Uh all right. I think those were most of my oh Bo, your your Homer tweet with the uh, ineligible man downfield. Yeah. I mean, come on. I could send you the exact you look at the Goddard throw for twenty one on the last uh Are you looking the at the RPO? right guy?
2: It's not the guy on the front, it's the it's the guy on the far the offensive line on the far side. It's like four yards downfield.
3: No, yeah, I'm saying that's fine, but that happens all the time. And the Eagles bet they didn't call it on the Eagles either.
2: Okay, well, I'm telling you, that's, that's why he was upset. The, the broadcast showed him furious, yelling at the official, and nobody <laughs> knew why. And so now you know why. Sorry to be of service.
3: I love how everything I said, I was cheering for you, being off the shit that didn't face you. But this got to you. This is, this is the thing that got me, you, you
2: to, over the top. I didn't say in the tweet the league the league is 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 should be ashamed of itself for not throwing a flag. I said this is why he was upset.
3: Oh man, I'm glad I wrote that down as a note Let <laughs> made sure we got to
2: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hip check you and throw a flag just like Tony Carenti. Oh, I thought you know, I'd walk over to it. your house and just throw my ass in your in your hip.
3: <laughs> All right. Don't please don't make that a drop, <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm trying to see if I have anything else here on the Eagles defense. Quick question. Zach, uh quick question. Yeah, uh gloves. As
1: yeah. uh <laughs> a defense I love. Just want to specify. <laughs> just um a bo mentioned last night. I am curious if uh at what point do you feel like as well as Devonte Smith is playing? And I think, uh, I think Jalen hurts has, has been fine. Like he's, he's, he's shown flashes, but like, at what point do you say, maybe they should have looked harder at Justin Fields?
2: Why are we, can we calm down on Justin Fields a little bit? Nice Joe banner. Look at you. <laughs> 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 I mean, what is, his numbers are terrible.
1: Yes. Zach's just <laughs> <I was laughs>
2: He's been up. worse than Jalen hurts.
3: Uh, I actually think that, uh, well, so the I so Bo is taking so there's the there's the you know football, uh, Twitter is very excited about Justin Fields, and then Bo has his minions who are saying, Calm down about uh, Justin Fields. I actually think Fields has been uh, good and fun the last two weeks, and it sort of reminds me of when I was in high school. And this will age myself uh, for you guys, but and Donovan McNabb's rookie year, and it was like, all right, you know, it's mm, not Bob going Rich. great. I think he completed like forty nine percent of I his. You even say Aaron Brooks? I like Aaron. You know, I, I, almost, got my Aaron fr- I almost got my—I almost uh, got my friend. We almost got him a white Saints Aaron Brooks jersey. You know, it's a mm, pretty clean jersey. That is a like clean number one. two, right? Even the black yeah, is if good if you, too. Like oh, I, I, do, I do, I do. I used to there. love Aaron Brooks. Yeah, I, yeah, he, he he was talented. I don't oh, yeah. remember exactly what happened to him, but I he was a talented quarterback. Ahead of his time. Uh, was he he was UVA, right, Zach? Yeah, that's correct. Aaron Brooks.
2: Um you ever write an Aaron Brooks story, Zach? Like looking uh, back?
1: No, when they hired Mike London, I I I wrote about them like you know, reconnecting with the uh with with the, greats
2: of the, past. the alum and
1: and, and and trying to Capture the seven five seven, which is the Tidewater region, mm. which um, Virginia Tech had had like a stronghold on at the, at, the, at that time. So that's where Aaron Brooks came up in my coverage. Okay. Yeah, but no, we I, I, I I just bring that up. I'm not I'm I'm not crowning. No, Justin I think it's a fair point. question. It's going to I'm be just an ongoing because, conversation. Like, well, because-
2: and, and to, to be fair, you said it on. I mean, this was this was your big thing on draft night. So it's not well, you know, this is not revisionist and- for you.
1: And I'm, I'm not necessarily bringing it up based on that game last night. It was more based on uh, Dane Brugler, who we, who we all know is outstanding. He had a tweet over the weekend where he said every one of the you know, top four, top five quarterbacks from last year would have been the number one quarterback in this year's class, right? And, and so I, I bring that up as a way of saying, like, um, the, I, I've, I've always said when, when people have asked me, what does Jalen Hurts need to do? to keep this job, I say he needs to be better than the alternative, right? He, like, he needs to be better than, than what options are there for them. And I don't know if there's going to be an option in the draft who you say that guy is going to be better than Jalen Hurts. Now, there are going to be veterans available, but my point is that, uh, that if last year when you're drafting in the top 10 was a strong year for quarterbacks, as outstanding as Devontae Smith is – uh, if the Eagles are in that position where like Washington's in now or Denver is in now, where you're just you're trying to figure out how you can find that quarterback. My point is like the year you're in the top 10 was probably the best time to do it if if it was a deep quarterback class. Anyways, that's a conversation for another day. It's no, I
3: think that that's line. a fair conversation to keep an eye on. I mean, I, I don't know that uh, you know, I was okay there with their Sort of process to pass on Justin Fields. I mean, he lasted till 11th, and I don't usually like saying, you know, there's a reason for that because who knows? There could be very stupid reasons. There are a lot Holmes of homes, well, wherever he went. Yeah, was. there are a lot of stupid teams, but obviously there was something where. Uh, NFL teams looked at it and said they didn't necessarily believe in him. I do think the last two weeks he's, he's, you can see him playing a lot better than he was obviously earlier in the season. I mean, the numbers are not going to be good for a rookie quarterback most of the time, but, uh, I thought, uh, against the 49ers two weeks ago, I mean, they went up and down the field and last night. Uh, I thought he he certainly did a good job late in that game. So you could just see the flashes like with a rookie quarterback again with McNabb, it was like, you want to see three plays a game where you're like, Ooh, that's kind of exciting. You know, maybe there's something to this guy that can make him our guy for years to come. And I do think you've seen that with fields, at least for the last um, last two games, Daniel Jeremiah had a tweet. He said an opinion from a scouting buddy, 10 players from the 2021 draft would be first overall In the 2022
1: draft.
3: Wow. So is this just like the worst year to have three? Or or is that overrated? It's probably overrated, right? Oh, I
2: see you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would buy that the five quarterbacks would all be the first pick. Uh, But, I mean, I don't know. It it doesn't seem like this is a bad draft at the top. Like, It's just at different positions. Like, It's like, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, Jalen Waddell goes six. Is he like...
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm curious about that. Pick I'm. From. I'm curious what that scout was thinking. Like, I, I, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau would have been a top five pick last year, right? Right. Derek Stanley yeah, would have been a top five yeah. pick last year. Right. So, so who are we yeah, talking? about Thibodeau, here?
3: especially. I mean, Thibodeau yeah. would have been like, like who knows? Right, there were no defensive end in the quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, he would have promoted. And like our... no
1: one's taking. I, I still don't yeah, think so anyone's nonsense. taking Kyle I Pitts. Right. I, I, I don't think people are taking Kyle Pitts over, over like an outstanding defensive end. So that, that surprises right. me. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Unless, so unless one it's
2: person's like stupidly opinion. framed as like knowing what we know now, like having seen them as pros, which is, of course, nonsense. That's not really how it works. So, yeah. OK. Yeah. A little silly. Uh, OK, I
3: was just going to finish on these. I think I have said everything about the defense I wanted to say. I mean, the Chargers either gained 50 yards or scored on every drive. Again, they didn't punt. They had the two turnovers on downs. I mean, I don't know how you have a game where your defensive line has no sacks, no QB hits, no tackles for loss. They allowed 80% completions for the fifth time all year. Uh, it was their second worst defensive performance statistically behind only the Chiefs game. You know, some of the stuff they're trying, they, they had the one blitz with Rodney McLeod where he's coming in from Balakinwood, uh, you know, has no chance to ever get to the quarterback. You know, they have a third down. Where it's a um, you know simulated pressure where I forget who is blitzing, someone's blitzing, and then Derek Barnett drops into coverage. He's just covering grass. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's like he has no, he's not going to uh, affect the play at all. Uh, and this idea of the quarterback's getting rid of the ball quickly, like they're getting rid of the ball quickly because you're. I mean, this one thing the defense allows is for de- quarterbacks to get rid of the ball quickly. Yeah. So like it doesn't all align. I mean, if you're if you're well, that's going the to thing. Allow them quick, easy passes. And then you're going to say, well, the pass rush didn't get home because they made quick, easy passes. Uh, that's my frustration with this defense. <laughs> like, what are you trying I agree to do? With that. I mean, it was like this week, you know, this, somebody just maybe had a talk with John Gannon and said, hey, we should mix it up a little bit. Okay, you know, we'll play more I man coverage, we'll blitz more. But I, I don't know. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any type of rhyme or reason to anything they do. And the results continue to be awful week after week after week, unless, like I said, you're playing a Darnold or a Golf. I mean, if they, you know, if they, I think the Broncos are not a good offense, but I would say they're mediocre or competent. And so, if you look a lot better against them, and even the Giants, and I mean, Heineke again, those are not good offenses, but they're not like among the three or four worst in the NFL. Then I guess that would be something. But what you were saying on the post game pod, you know, about you can't, you shouldn't judge them based on games against. X, Y, and Z, but like that list is pretty long now yes. in the NFL. I mean, sure. you know, Mahomes, Dak, Herbert, Kyler Murray, Lamar. Jack, I mean, we can yeah. we can probably eight name nine or ten guys. So if your defense doesn't work well against those guys, it's not it's not always going to work. I under, you know sometimes you're just going to get carved up. But if it doesn't work consistently against like the top ten quarterbacks in the league, then what are you really doing? You know what what's the point of playing that defense?
1: Yeah, I mean my. My biggest issue with the defense is, is, is the way they're playing coverage. And I say that because they're so obsessed with stopping the big play with, with preventing the explosive play that, uh, and they're so fixated on this concept that, you know, they would rather you get 40 yards and eight plays than 40 yards on one, on one play that they're, they're not doing enough to stop those, those 40 yards on eight plays. And, 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 and that's, uh, that's, that's the biggest issue I see.
3: By the way, the other, uh, sorry, I was just blowing my nose off camera. The the other thing with that philosophy, you know, it's like, well, wait for the offense to make a mistake. Doesn't it work the other way too? Like, isn't the Eagles defense just as likely to make a mistake as the opposing offense? Mm -hmm. Whether it's uh, your boy, Derek Barnett, jumping Mm -hmm. off sides, whether it's a busted coverage, whether it's a penalty. And so, I don't know. I'm kind well, of over. And, the, and I'm kind of over this trend.
2: I'm sort of over it too. And there's <laughs> and it's like it's like the uh, the the opposite of you know what we were always told about Chip Kelly's offense is that like the longer you keep the defense on the field, like the more tired they're going to be at the end of the games. Well, like this defense on the, is on the field forever. Um, but the the quarterback's getting rid of the ball thing, like it's not just a thing they're saying. Like quarterbacks all, over the course of the season have gotten rid of the ball. Uh, quicker against the Eagles defense than against any other team. They are they are 32nd in that. Um, And so like I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I don't know like how to how to uh, you know game up the coverages a little bit better and and make them tighter and like then make that work with with the guys in the back. But it, it would seem to me that like just like common sense like isn't isn't part of the point of playing too high that you can afford to be a little bit more aggressive with the corners on the outside because they've got more help. Yeah. I
3: mean, you don't play a lot of, I I think they've barely played any two man, which, you know, you could press with the corners, play man coverage. You still have two deep safeties. They have help uh, over the top. If you're, you know, the, the downside of that is uh, when you're playing a mobile quarterback, everybody has their back to the line of scrimmage. So that guy can run, but I don't know that, you know, they, I don't know how much they should be worried about that kind of thing. At This point you're, you're right. I mean, the, the statistics make sense because they make it so easy for a point. I mean, every quarterback yes. would love to get rid of the ball quickly right. if they could. I mean, no one holds the ball just to hold the ball. Sometimes the defense is playing press man coverage or they're taking away your first read, or they're disguising something that makes you hold it, and all of a sudden you say, shoot, I wasn't expecting that guy to be there, and so you hold the football, and so the two ways to get them to not hold the football is to do that with your coverages, or uh, to blitz, and I mean, I just don't even know how much they've practiced some of these blitzes because it hasn't been in their identity. It obviously wasn't something they were going to do. And now when they do it in some of these games, it's like, all right, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I think Tom McAllister liked the metric I used a couple of weeks ago about the beads of, uh, armpit sweat for the opposing quarterback. We might have to, we might have to implement that on a weekly basis, but yeah, I don't sense that I think if Justin Herbert forgot his, uh, dove women's deodorant, for this game, I think he would have been okay. I don't think that that, uh, that undershirt he was wearing really would have had uh, any type of stains on it. I might be taking this too far. You Obviously, all look for, like disgusted uh, and for, confused at me right now. For new
2: listeners, of course, that is not a dig at Justin Herbert. That no, is ho, a please. compliment because been driving that band wagon for years, by, baby.
3: What'd you think of a it. Justin Herbert?
2: Yeah, I, I use a dove. So good. Yoda. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Uh, no, you use a secret, I thought. You switched to dove? Uh, Oh, yeah. I do use secret. You're right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I do. use I use secret
3: sign that Fantastic. we've been doing this podcast too long.
1: Yeah, I, I also, I, I like also <laughs> so does Zach. You also, no, no, use no, no. Theater, right? no, 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 did, no, over no, no. I, I also philosophically. No, I don't wait. Hold on. Use women's
2: I thought you did. Didn't we? Haven't we been over this? No, no Zach. I was, literally, I, I was like, like, I don't don't the one who first anywhere asked anywhere. the question. And then you, Sheil, had to decide whether to come clean that you also used women's deodorant.
1: I was actually, uh, you know, Rich Bobby, our our award-winning listener, outstanding listener, um, in the meetup we had when he gave us the Birds with Friends um, uh, travel pack, and it had the women's deodorant in it. I remember bringing it home, and... My wife was like, "Why does this have women's deodorant in it?" And I didn't want to tell her that like she'll and Bo use women's deodorant. Oh, that's okay. Um, oh,
2: yeah, I'm proud of it. Yeah. It's, it's
1: vastly superior. Um, no. So what I was in? saying is, no, huh, I'm, I'm not a middle son. Uh, no, um, Old I'm a, <laughs> wow. No, uh, if I'm you want to be a sponsor, let's cut that out. <laughs> yeah. No, I I use Mitchum
3: really the mitchum, the mitchum man yeah. You're a mitchum is that like, a, is, is I feel that, like uh, mitchum is a real man so like I yeah don't i feel what no you wonder your, your facial you hair grows so fast something. yeah i feel like that's um, mitchum anyways that,
2: let's high
3: i would have pegged you as a you know uh growing up when i first started using i was big on on right guard solely mm. because charles barkley did the commercials anything else would be uncivilized. (laughs) He's on the, he's on the
1: horse. I'm like, I forgot about those. I got to go
3: get some right car.
1: So I, I kind of philosophically disagree with the approach of, of like, let's just do everything to prevent the big play. And I, and I say that understanding that that was something that Eagles fans lamented during the Schwartz era and, and during the Bill Davis era, like the, the amount of X plays they gave up, but if you have a good pass rush, right, you want that quarterback like sitting in the pocket having to, you know, needing three or four seconds. Like you want your guys getting to him. The, the biggest differentiator in my mind is it, on defense is is hitting the quarterback. That changes everything. And even if you give up a, a play here or a play there, and I, I understand – what Jonathan Gannon says that the, you know, the quickest way to lose is, is giving up big plays. But I think like the quickest way to, to affect the game on defense is to hit the quarterback. Um, both what it does on that play and the residual uh, effect it could have. So if I was a defensive coordinator, my whole philosophy, I would probably have a, a scheme similar to Jim Schwartz. Like It would just be predicated upon getting to the quarterback.
2: I don't know, Zach. I think you're being too hard on the defense.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a happy medium. Nobody, nobody like, wants to give up explosive plays. Like, yeah, you right. should always be trying to not give up explosive plays. But to what end are you willing to make that the priority over everything else? Just like you said, I mean, do you want quarterbacks to be this comfortable on a week-in, week-out basis where Justin Herbert is literally hit one time and it's by Marcus Epps, Oh no, who was it?
2: No, it was Andre Sacheray. No, no, no. no Steven it Nelson. Nelson. it's by yeah.
3: Steven Nelson on a play that draws a penalty. Literally the one time he's hit yeah. the entire game, except for when he scrambled. I mean, I mean, you're right. Yeah, it's gonna, it is gonna make them too comfortable.
2: All right. All right. Well, uh, we're now at the point of the show where I uh, uh it's too late for me to tell you this, but we're gonna let we're gonna let the uh The live chatters decide what we're supposed
3: to lead with this, weren't we? Uh, I jumped into the pod too quickly. Yeah.
2: Um, We're going to let you guys decide what our next segment is. Okay. So we're going to do the fake press conference thing. Crest pass, which is not the original name, but I can't remember what the original name is. You guys decide whether it's going to be a quarterback, a head coach, or a general man. Did we say defensive coordinator or general manager? General manager. So is, is it going to be a Howie I mean, Roseman? But, but, but
3: GM, is there, is there much for him to say right now?
2: Okay. Well, I feel like we've gotten into the defense already, right? Like,
3: Well, maybe this could be an exercise to explain Jonathan Gannon's view of it. I okay. don't know. All
2: right. So let's do defensive coordinator, head coach, or quarterback. Which of those options would you like to see role played? And who would you like to see play the, uh, the titular character? And with that, we'll send it to uh, to the break. Go ahead, Shil.
3: No, I was just going to say, yeah. Whoever, whichever one of us acts as that person will be answering questions based on what we think they should say, not what they would say. I don't know how we're mm. going to tally up these votes or anything, but uh, I'll leave that to Bo. So we're doing Beau.
1: it as if we were
3: the... Yeah, you are, Jonathan Gannon. Both yes. coming in hot with the, your defense sucks, Johnny. You got to be held accountable, my man. What do you say?
2: Sounds good. All right, Marissa, what do you think?
3: I mean, we need some kind of I, poll or something. It's very yeah, uh, divided. I thought
4: this would be like kind of easy, just like reading the chat and it was actually very hard. I will say overwhelmingly either Sheila or Zach, Bo, you did not get many nominations. I think they want you to be the question asker. Um, I think we were seeing a lot of Zach defensive coordinator or head coach. That's
2: what I saw.
3: Um Someone wanted me. Someone said as Pat Shermer after
2: Chip Kelly got fired. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) Um, yeah, Uh, All right, Zach, would you rather play? I will make a poll for next time to make this easier.
2: Zach, would you rather play uh, DC or, or head coach? Head coach. All, all right.
3: right, I I can I'll I'll do this. Will be a good exercise for me. I can be DC, or do we not? Or are we just doing one? Oh, I
2: think we were. I thought we were just going to do one. But if you want to hang okay. around longer, she Shield by all no, means. No, let's
1: yeah, let's do let's do two quick ones. Or all right, we'll do two okay. quick ones. And then well, if we want to long, do three quick ones, let's see how we, we long can make all the quarterback. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Buckle up, everyone.
2: <laughs> all right, uh ladies and gentlemen, uh Nick Sirianni to the podium.
1: I, wait, I thought on me right and. and
2: so, no, you're Nick act-
3: Sirianni, but you're answering like, 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 a Nick if, Sirianni- if you're like his okay. advisor, like, like he's like, gotcha. he's like, hey, Zach, I've got, I'm going to have this uh, earpiece in and you're going to okay. hear the questions. You yeah, tell me what I a should Cyrano be saying. The, at the gotcha. yeah. all right. Okay. Uh, all right. You want me to say? Yeah. Uh, Trent Grimm, the independent. <laughs> 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 uh Hey, hey Nick, I know who you saw- are, Trent. Okay, uh, yeah, good to see you, Nick. Uh, we saw you guys are having a lot of success running the ball here in the last couple weeks. What led to that happening before week eight, and why was not why was that not something you leaned on earlier in the season?
1: Look, that's a fair question. And the reality, Trent, is that I see the same games you do. And ultimately, we had a way we wanted to play early in the game. Uh, I'm sorry, early in the season. And we thought that was the best way to win. We weren't getting the results we needed. Ultimately, my job as head coach is to win games, whatever way necessary. It's to win games. So we had a chance to take a step back during the mini buy. And we tried starting it a bit after, before that Las Vegas game, it got away from us, but really what, what what we need to do was figure out how we can best win with the personnel that we have. And, if that means running it at a higher rate and really trusting our offensive line and having those guys win at the point of attack and mixing in play action will do it. So to answer your question, the early in the season, we thought the best way to win was to pass the ball. I fundamentally believe you need a strong passing game. But as time went on and we saw this team uh, and we had the evidence in, in, in games, ultimately we determined the best way to win is by having an offense that maybe ran the ball more than we did in the first few months of the season.
2: Hey, Nick, uh, Zach Brown. Uh, Tim from McManus
3: the- from ESPN here. Sorry, sorry hey. to interrupt. You <laughs> just had to get a quick follow-up in there. Uh, Nick, to follow up on that question, Jeffrey Lurie has been on record as saying he believes that passing leads to winning mm-hmm. in the NFL. How much input did he have into those game plans early in the season? Again, sorry to uh, interrupt you there.
1: Well, I, I, I would first say that, uh, Jeffrey is, is, uh, is always around. We're always having these conversations. The only thing he's ever instructed me to do is win games. And he's, uh, he's going to evaluate me based on winning games. Uh, and I'm in agreement with him that you need to pass the ball to win. I'm a former, I'm a former wide out myself. Of course I want a good passing offense, but, uh, What we're doing on the field is not a surprise to Jeffrey. We speak throughout the week. He knows what our game plan is going to be. And if he thinks this is the best way to win, or if he thinks I think this is the best way to win, then he's in full support of it.
3: So just to clarify, so you do speak every week? Because I believe earlier in the season, you did not indicate that you do.
1: No, I I mean – you can go back and, and roll the tape if you want. I was on record saying this. We do not have a specified meeting time, if gotcha. that's what you're asking. He's at practice every day. He's, he's a very involved owner. He's a great boss to work for. We have these conversations throughout the week, but it's not the type of thing where he's sitting me down and saying, do X, do Y, do Z. Uh,
2: Nick, Zach Berman uh, from The Athletic one of the things you like to say is, is that a wise man avoids all extremes. Um, I'm curious how you rectify that with the defensive philosophy that is so extreme in trying to limit big plays.
1: Yeah, Zach, that's, that's a, a really good question. You know, I've I've always been impressed by the questions that you ask, uh, the, the, the detail that you, the, the lengths you go to try to get the story, right. Um, I'm good job, Zach. Uh, Thank Anyways, you. your, your, your question was about the wise man avoiding all extremes, which I fundamentally believe, and I learned that from Frank Reich. Uh, as far as how it corresponds with our defense, look, uh, the first thing I look for after a game, and, and I, I told you this, I think you asked the question, Zach, already this season, was, the, was what stats I, I look for. The first things I, 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 I look for are explosive plays, the explosive plays differential. So I want a defense that is not going to give up big plays, and I want an offense that has big plays. So I'm in agreement with Jonathan. And it's important to note Jonathan is our defensive coordinator, but I'm the head coach. My name is on everything here. Uh, we need to play better on defense. Quarterbacks can't be so comfortable against us. No question about it. But I don't. Uh, what question would you ask me, Zach, if Justin Herbert hit Mike Williams for an ADR touchdown, right? I think that if they have to go downfield on these 10, 12 play drives, I trust my players to get to the quarterback, to get a hand on the ball. Maybe there's a holding penalty in there. That something bad is going to happen, and we're going to make it happen um, rather than one big play. So as long as I'm the head coach here, we are going to have a a scheme that avoids, that that tries to keep big plays off the board. But I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think we can keep big plays off the board, but also not allow it to be so easy for the opposing quarterback.
2: Mick, uh, Bo Wolf uh, from The Athletic you know, one of my main jobs is just to, uh, appease my colleague, Sheila Kapalia and make sure that he sees things. So he just showed up to the press conference. I want you to just, if you don't mind repeating what you said earlier this week about punts being explosive plays.
1: Yeah, Bo, uh, I mean, your questions are always interesting, right? I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, my PR guy preps me for what's going to come, but, uh, Sometimes the questions you ask ask me, I'm I'm not expecting them, so that's 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 a good thing. And uh, your content at the at the athletic, you wrote a great story about me. Um, I believe it was about my time at Mount Union. Um, so that was a really good piece, right. though. And and you know, I'm, I'm I respect the amount of uh, hard work you put into your stories. Uh, so you were saying you wanted me to repeat what I said about the punting from earlier this week. We consider explosive plays on special teams to be when the ball is pinned back in the five-yard line. Um, I don't know why I'm repeating this. You can just read the, the transcript. You guys have uh, a, f- a fixed amount of time each week. Why do you want me to answer something that I already answered? But that's that's what I say, and I, I stand by that comment.
2: Uh, you, do you have another one, Sheila, or or I can go?
3: Go ahead. I, was, I wasn't sure how much longer we were going.
2: Uh, Nick, uh, Jeff McLean from the Inquirer. Um, well, I was warned about you, Jeff. Just uh, just to follow up on the, the wise man avoiding all extremes, uh, you know, you are 32nd in uh, quarterbacks getting rid of the ball, 32nd in completion percentage allowed. That seems like an extreme. Does that mean that Jonathan Gannon, Gannon is not a wise man?
1: Uh, that is not what it means. No. It, look, my name is on this defense as well. Right. It's, it's Does that not mean, just that you're Jonathan? not a wise man. We need to be better. I am a four. I am a three and six coach right now. That's 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 the reality of it. Now I believe we can be better. I believe we will be better. Uh, but there is a lot we need to do better, and it starts with me and extends to Jonathan. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not absolving the way Jonathan's coaching. And, and you know what? I'm not absolving the way these players are are, are playing. I want to make this clear, Jeff. Okay. I believe in my players, but we need. Fletcher Cox to play like the Fletcher Cox that I saw on tape. We need Josh Sweat to play like the Josh Sweat we just signed a big contract to. We need Derek Barnett to play like the Derek Barnett who broke Reggie White's sack record in, in college. We need these guys to get to the quarterback, to disrupt the quarterback, because I know as an offensive coach that when the quarterback is under duress, it changes everything. So it also factors in to the defensive lineman as well. That's one you,
3: last one. place. Ray Ray Dittinger here, uh, Philadelphia Bulletin. Uh, Nick, I hear you say that your name is on everything, the offense, the defense, the special teams, the relationships with players, what's happening in the building. You were a first-time head coach, a first-time play caller. What kind of thought, if any, have you given to – Uh, handing off some of these responsibilities to other people that you've hired in the building. Are there times during the week where you're finding it to be a little bit too much on your plate? And could that be some of the reasons why your team sits at three and six
1: right now? Look, that's a fair question. And when you lose, you look at it, you look at everything. Uh, But I believe that I am the best play caller in this building. I believe that, 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 uh, being a head coach, uh, I I want I want my hands. Uh, look, I'll I'll put it this way, right? And and you've been a, around a lot of head coaches, okay? Um, yes, I, I have. don't know. I don't know how long I have. I don't know how many shots I'm gonna have at this. My shot. When well, I I said when I came into coaching, when I get it, I'm gonna do it my way. All right. I want to win or lose, doing it the way I believe it should be done. And so I am going to call plays. I don't think it's too burdensome. I have an outstanding staff. We prepare for it during the week. We go through different scenarios. I have um, good coaches in my ear throughout the game, but I want my finger on the button because ultimately, Ray, when you talk about the Eagles on your postgame show, I don't want there to be any type of of, uh, ambiguity about who's in charge. I am in charge. Okay. If we have a bad play call, I'm the one who sent that play call in. I want you to know that. Thanks,
3: everyone. Will you, Matt John corner
2: Derek Barnett, if he commits another penalty?
3: Mac McClung, I... <laughs> McClung at the podium after practice. Mac McClung at the podium after practice.
1: Mac McClung is that the the former Georgetown and <laughs> Texas Tech basketball player? I think you mean Mac McCain, right? No, yes.
3: I don't. <laughs> he got whacked. Also, I, I don't know why it's yeah. here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All, right. All right, so you want to be a DC?
1: Sure, I can do a quick one.
2: Okay. Zach, why don't you kick things kick things off?
1: I can get back into my mode
2: here. Mm. Um, okay, uh, um. uh, Jonathan uh, Zach Berman from the Athletic. <laughs> Will you draw and quarter Derek Barnett if he commits another third down <laughs> penalty?
3: Uh, Zach, good to good to see you. Thanks for leading us off uh, with that question. No, I, I will not. You know, Derek knows that mental mistakes will cost us on defense. He owned up to it right away. Listen, these guys are in a tough spot. They want to be aggressive. They're up there and they're trying to jump the snap count. He's trying to make a play. It's a fine line. If you watch some of these other teams around the NFL, their defensive linemen, you know, they are jumping that snap count and leading to sacks and negative plays. So uh, we talked to Derek about it. He knows he can't have those mistakes, but uh, we're going to let that go, and we're going to move on to the next game.
1: Uh, Shil Kapadia, senior national writer for the Athletic. Make sure you heard senior there, Jonathan. Um, I have a few numbers for you. The Chargers drove to at least the, the Eagles' 27-yard line on every possession. You guys did not force a punt. You did not have a takeaway. You did not have a sack. You allowed 80% completions for the fifth time this year. What was your plan in this game, Jonathan?
3: Yeah, I can understand why you'd ask that uh, question. Shield. by the way, great, uh, great look there. I always thought you were one of the most handsome uh, reporters in this city. You know, I I think when you look at that game, we've got to take responsibility. I have to take responsibility for us not playing well enough. You know, I I was not aggressive enough with my calls. I changed some things on the fly with some of our uh, blitzes, with some of our man coverage calls, and they did not work out well. I did not put our players in position to succeed. So what was the plan? The plan was was to switch things up a little bit from what we had shown on film we wanted to be a little bit less predictable Obviously, that did not work out. You cannot be giving up that kind of yardage, those first downs, that many touchdowns. I mean, we make a play at the goal line, but really they could have scored there. They could have scored at the end. They're playing for the field goal. I mean, a couple plays here and there, we're giving up 40 points in that game. So I understand that wasn't good enough. I was sick to my stomach watching the film. We're going to make changes, and we're going to get it right here going forward as we, as we look ahead to Denver.
2: Uh, Hey, Jonathan, Martin Frank from uh, Delaware Online. You know, I know he's not on your side of the ball, but did you get a chance to watch Nazir Adderley in this game? And and what did you think of his performance? Yeah, you know, I appreciate the question, Martin. If you have any questions about uh,
3: former Delaware Blue Hens who are not in the league, I'd be happy to answer those. But uh, in terms of, you know, the league rules, I'm not allowed to talk about another player uh, like that. So uh, respectfully, I'll just move on to the next question uh tampering tampering is the word i think they they they, did tampering yeah bob tampering okay
1: tampering bo wolf from the athletic uh jonathan why didn't you play elijah riley more why (laughs) did you let the new york jets release him or i'm sorry sign him why why i'm so upset (laughs) why Bo, I hate to answer a, uh,
3: a question with a question, but I would love to know when you're going to be doing another Wolf's Den. I mean you know I used to watch those I'm um, uh, out there in Minnesota, Indianapolis. Mike you might not know this. Mike Zimmer loved those. you know we watched those on a weekly. It was the one time I saw him laugh is when you did the um, I can't remember which one it was, but that was entertaining. You know Elijah did a great job for us. Uh, it's a numbers game. For sure, we have some other guys. Marcus Epps has really uh, stepped up for us and played well. We like Anthony Harris. We've got Rodney McLeod healthy. So uh, I think Elijah Riley uh, played safety. Not, not totally sure about that. So we might have to uh, edit the transcript later. But uh, really just a numbers game. Love what he did for us. And I look forward to him making many, many Pro Bowls in the future.
2: Uh, Jonathan, uh, Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice. Can you name every cornerback on your roster? Don't turn this into a stick figure, Jimmy. I've seen your work, my man.
3: I don't want to be the next meme or whatever they call it. get you get you a thousand retweets with me looking like an idiot here uh, in the weeks ahead. No, I'm just kidding. I do uh, love those. Can I name every cornerback on my roster? No, no, I cannot. You know, I like to refer to our players uh, by their numbers when I see them out there on the field. I feel like they have to earn that. that you know, if, I, if I'm going to call them by their name, so I know Darius. Uh, I know Steven, I think, is his name, the other guy we have there uh, on the outside. I'm not sure. Usually they're playing so far away from me uh, in the coverage schemes that we have that we don't have a lot of uh, interaction. So, no, there's no chance I can name every quarterback on the roster. Cornerback, I said, cornerback.
1: Howard Eskin, I'm the king. All the dopes and nitwits who call up, (laughs) they want you to blitz. Why aren't you blitzing oh, and okay. and Ben Simmons, can we all agree? I mean, come on. What is he doing? I know I know you're not Glenn Rivers, but Come on. These oh geniuses God. over there, they should know what they're doing.
3: See, Perm is so good at this. Uh Why aren't we blitzing? It's a fair question. You know, we we did blitz quite a bit last game. It didn't work out great. Uh, You know, I I hate to answer everything with it's a a numbers game. But if you're rushing more players to the quarterback, you're obviously going to have fewer players in coverage. We really have faith in that defensive line that those guys are going to be able to win with our four-man pass rushing. So we don't want to be predictable. We want to avoid extremes. There are going to be weeks when we blitz more, when we feel like it's going to be advantageous against some of these quarterbacks that we see, but it's not something that we want to feel like is a crutch, something we need to rely on. We, we want to be able to make sure we're committing enough players in coverage and let that front four get home. Howard, is it true that you once dressed up as Santa Claus uh, during a press conference when Chip Kelly was the coach? I, I heard that. Bob, yeah, Bob, Bob told me that.
1: That is correct. Yes. I said I said like Nick to see Foles pictures of that. gonna be the quarterback for the next thousand years. They they oh. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl here. Okay. The only person more popular in Philadelphia than Nick Foles is me. Hmm.
3: Jimmy, I'd like to see a little stick figure of uh, the king in a Santa Claus outfit. All right, guys, gotta go. Practice is about to start. Mm-hmm. Let's have a great day. Nicely done. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oh man, so, I uh, I would do a whole pot of Zach just being other reporters. That's <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> it's Elijah Riley, why?
2: All right. Uh, so Zach, I guess uh, I guess we should close with, you know, Elijah Riley. What are you going to be sad to see him go? <laughs> oh, gosh,
3: all right.
1: Um, you know Marissa, what? I'll, I'll send you my I'll audio. I'll say this. Um, you know, one of the downsides. I I say this genuinely. Like one of the downsides of the past year and a half is that we haven't gotten a chance to get to know a lot of these players who you know are like bottom of the roster players who we would typically have chances to interview. So I don't think I've ever we we might have had him on a Zoom last year, but I don't really I haven't spoken to Do you Eli think Riley. do you do, you
2: do you think that Elijah Riley or someone in his orbit is aware of the Birds of Friends connection? Uh <laughs> um, Probably, so, yeah, I think so. I probably feel like so. they probably see his name like Twitter searching enough tags that they must. I feel
3: like we had something on this before, and we and there was a connection, but that could just mm-hmm. be me misremembering.
2: well, I mean, listen, earnestly, no uh no ad connection intended i I'm curious to see how he does. I'm excited to see him get some real snaps. Let's go 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 prove me right. go be an all pro.
3: Okay, look forward to that.
1: I'm, um, I'm uh, and if I mean, you want to hear how
4: he does, you can check out the Jets Can't Wait podcast on the Athletic, also produced I by don't me. Know about
1: that. <laughs> That's,
2: I mean, I feel like we could just sort of keep tabs. Come on, on our own. you have
4: to do it for Elijah yeah. Riley.
2: <laughs> I mean, he would
4: want you to do this, oh. Woody. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs>
2: I don't
3: know. I don't All know. right. All right. And <laughs> hey, um,
1: I I'm reading these comments. Uh, I think people enjoyed my head coach press conference just as much as they enjoyed my Aaron Rodgers opinions, right? Like <laughs> I'm not getting strong views on these here. Oh, really? no, I, I think thought you did a good. good job. Yeah. I think
4: so uh, on good comments. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. People All liked right. it. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: but All
2: if right. you have something yours, you want to Do you want Aaron uh, Rodgers? Yeah, do you want a third <laughs> swing at Aaron Rodgers or not? Look, I, I you don't have to. You do not have to. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, oh, I just I don't
1: I just felt like like I oh, God. I don't I don't think we need oh. to get into like an echo chamber of outrage, right? Like it's 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 like who can be. Just imagine he jumped off sides
2: first. on third and 6 and then
1: Come on, that's two totally different things, right? Like I cover the Eagles. I Look, I'm not...
2: I, I know. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't worry. All right. About all right. Okay. It. <laughs> uh all right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We're back live at 3:30 on Thursday afternoon to preview Sunday's game against the Denver Broncos as the Eagles uh, begin their quest for the playoffs. Possible. Who knows? All right. Uh, for Zach, Check out the Athletic YouTube uh, page for our video this week. Got a video coming up tomorrow. A, a Crystal Ball Eagle predictions draft for uh, league-wide things in the NFL. So uh, that'll be fun and uh, make sure you follow Sheila on Instagram. If you do not subscribe to The Athletic, you can do so for a nice deal at theathletic.com slash birds with friends, follow Zach on Twitter, and uh, find a way to send mail to Jimmy Haslam's house to uh, tell him to now sign his other guard to a new contract. Uh, Let's get Michael Dunn paid. Okay, Uh, for Zach, Sheila, and Marissa, and most importantly for Elijah Riley, I'm Beau, thanks for listening, and as always, we love you.